Welcome, everybody, to the A-Game Podcast. Hope you all are well. We are back once again with another video. It is a rainy day in the San Inez Valley, a rainy day by my house. I've been inside, got sent home from school. But I did just watch the National Championship of college football. Tons to talk about in the football world. Tons to talk about in the NBA. Some MLB news. We have some soccer news even. There's just a lot to get to today, but I'm so happy to come to you. going to keep coming to you on Monday evenings, like I said before. But man, it is a pleasure. I'm going to dive right in. Thank you all for the continuous support. Uh, all my followers, everyone who follows me on Instagram, Spotify, whatever platform it may be, I appreciate you. But I'm going to dive right into it, starting with the national championship, which is what I just witnessed which was an absolute slaughter fest, a disgrace, honestly. And I'm not going to try to sugarcoat it. I don't sugarcoat on this podcast. I try to keep it as real as possible. This was a disgrace to the college football playoff in general. Georgia tonight, they go to SoFi. And yes, as you might have saw on my Instagram, I believe that Georgia was going to win this football game. Did I think they were going to win by 50 points? No. They beat TCU by 58 points in a national championship. TCU, non-existent tonight. The defense sucked. Max Duggan sucked. We're just going to be real. Max Duggan sucked. The run game wasn't good. There wasn't one part of the game that TCU did well, and Georgia did everything well. The defense was locked. Stetson Bennett played great, even though I'm not the biggest Stetson guy. Bowers, man, I predicted him to have a big game. Brock had a big game. This is the next Travis Kelsey in the NFL. He's the prototypical tight end who can block really well and catch passes in stride, who has speed, strength, all the intangibles. That is Brock Bowers, and he showed out tonight. Now, moving forward, where does that put us as far as a college football committee goes? So TCU, they get in. This is the first time they've been in the college football playoff, and they upset Michigan in the semifinal, and they make it to the finals, and they get blown out. Now, Yes, they're going to expand the playoffs in a few years. But when you look at TCU, when the voters look at TCU in years to come, it's going to be hard for them to say, I'm going to put you in over in Alabama, over in Ohio State, for example, even if their record is great. We saw the same thing with Cincinnati. Cincinnati, phenomenal last year. They were undefeated. Ritter, he goes into the playoffs. They get waxed, absolutely waxed in the semifinal. And this is what's going to continue to happen. There's a reason college football has the rain of of Georgia, Alabama, and Ohio State almost every single season because all the top recruits want to go to schools where they get the most eyes. They get the most views if they go to Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State. You're on primetime almost every single week, and that will only help your future. The NIL money, so much better. You got with the whole NIL deal, I've talked about this before, but high schoolers and college guys especially, they're making so much money off this NIL where you go to a big school, you're getting paid almost a million dollars a year as a college kid. Tuition obviously paid for, but on top of that, you're making money off your jersey sales. Anything that has to do with you as a person, you're making money off of. So that's why this rain is going to continue. And this might Take some viewers away. College football is great. The students are great, all of it. But we're going to continue to see this rain until the day I'm done, until the day I'm covering. I don't see this changing anytime soon is really what I'm trying to get at. And it it's simply because of the recruiting process, the NIL money. And Georgia tonight dominated. So props to the dogs. They're the first back-to-back champs in the modern era. Um, and I don't, I don't know if it's going to stop. I mean, this recruiting is so good. The defense every year is filled with five stars to the brim. Uh, they do everything right. Phenomenal team. Um, 
and yeah, they won again tonight in LA and, and just a big win for Georgia. So moving forward, I would predict Georgia to continue to win. I'm not saying they're going to win back to back to back, but they're going to be up there for the foreseeable future, if we're to be honest. Um, but that's why as far as college football goes, props to TCU. You made it far, but just not enough. Uh, Bills, DeMar Hamlin. I want to talk about the situation. Uh, last Monday night, obviously, we had the tragedy of DeMar Hamlin um, having cardiac arrest on the field after uh, taking a hit in the chest. Um, and it was a scary sight. You see everyone on the field praying. And um, his life was in jeopardy. And the Bills training staff and all the people that had to do with the hospital, they saved this man's life. And now he's having a great recovery, um, better than a lot of people expected. And he is now traveling back to Buffalo to continue his recovery. Yeah, this is going to be a long process, but man, the blessings have worked. I've been praying every night for him. Um, so nice to see DeMar Hamlin finally healthy. He gets to build his brand as well as far as the toy drive goes. His toy drive charity is gained almost $10 million and um, just really good for him. So prayers up to DeMar. Hope he continues to have a great recovery. But yes, that was definitely a scary sight. Um, also, other news today. We had the Cardinals. They uh, they fired Cliff Kingsbury. This was expected. I mean, Cliff is just not a good head coach. Yeah, he has a decent offensive mind. You know, he gets a little crafty, but the defense sucked, right? The offense was decent. You had Kyler and, and you could do different things with him, but just a bad coach, honestly. If we're going to look at game management, when we use our timeouts, what our subs are looking like, uh, not that good. And I think he will probably find himself on another NFL roster as a coach. Um, I don't think it's going to be a head coach, though. This guy doesn't deserve a a head coaching positions and the GM as well for the Cardinals is stepping aside. It's kind of a dumpster fire. Now, where do I go if I'm the new Cardinals GM and, and where do we go? Well, we keep Kyler because you have to have trust in a guy that you've paid millions of dollars. You have to have trust. And when he's healthy, he's arguably a top 10 quarterback in the league with his ability to use the legs. He has a decent arm for his size. Yes, he's short, but he is a great athlete and just a good quarterback. Um, you want to keep Hopkins around. AJ Green's going to retire. JJ Watt's gone. So you want to build up that offense. Now, I think the O-line is would be the main uh, key place to go if I was the Cardinals GM. I would focus on the draft. There's a lot of good O-line talent on the draft. I would target that every round you can. Just pound the offensive line and go from there. Uh, this Cardinals team is going to be contending for a championship anytime soon. That's just not what's going to happen. But you can continue to build a team. And I know, yes, last year... 8-0, but if we're going to be honest, they were frauds the whole entire time, and I think everybody knew it. It was kind of an easier schedule. Their wins were a little suspicious. Um, it's just you know something that you can't control all the time. You can't control who you play, but the, it just wasn't in a dominant fashion. I had concerns, and they ended up not paying out. So if I'm the Cardinals, you have to build from within, and you're in a really tough NFC Western division. Like This isn't going to be easy moving forward at all, um, but we'll see what happens. Also, uh, the NFL playoff picture is set, and I want to dive into this. This is going to be the main part of the talk. Now I'm going to dive into everything that has to do with the NFL. So we have Week 18, uh, all the top teams, they dominated for the most part. Cowboys look shaky. They got beat by the Commanders and Sam Howell, and Sam Howell looked really good. But all the top teams, for the most part, dominated. And the stage is set, and I'm going to dive into every game. So on Saturday, uh, this upcoming Saturday, the Seahawks take on the San Francisco 49ers uh, in Santa Clara. I have a feeling that the San Francisco 49ers are going to wax the Seahawks. Um, I don't see the the trend. A lot of people are saying this this could be trouble for the Niners and 
playing a divisional team three times is always uh, a little, you know, questionable. But the Seahawks got dominated both times they played the Niners this year. Lost by 20. Geno couldn't move the ball. None of the offensive weapons were, were clicking. It seemed like the Niners were doing everything they wanted to do. And I have a feeling that's going to be the same thing. They're getting healthy. Everyone's getting back. CMC's been on a different level. Brock Purdy has the swag. I think the Niners pulled this one out to open up wild card weekend. I'd say they win by 10 points. Um, it's going to be kind of close. I don't think the Niners are going to blow them out by any means. But I think the Niners, they win by 10 in Santa Clara, uh, and they move on to the second round of the playoffs. Uh, New York Giants, Minnesota Vikings. This is going to be an interesting game. A lot of people are picking the New York Giants. But I'm going to go with the Minnesota Vikings. I'm going to go against the grain. A lot of people are saying this is going to be the upset. I don't think this is going to be the upset. I, I know the Giants run the ball really well, but I think Minnesota, they got a really good home crowd. I think they're going to pull it out. Kirk is bound to win one playoff game. I don't think the Vikings are winning the championship. They're not that good. But they have what it takes to beat the New York Giants. I think they've been there, done that. They have that experience in that building. The Giants are more of a young team that just really hasn't been there. And maybe that could play to their advantage. I've seen that happen before as well. But I will take the Vikings. I think Justin Jefferson is going to torch their secondary. You look at the corners that he's going to be matching up against. It's nothing special, right? We're not have, we don't have these all-worldly corners that you might face on other teams. It's a lot of solid guys, but it's nothing great. And um, I think the Vikings are going to pull this one out by three points. I think it's going to be super close. One of the best games of the weekend. But I think that the Minnesota Vikings win and move on. Uh, Cowboys Buccaneers. I think that the Cowboys are going to win this game. I'm a big Cowboys guy. I know the Buccaneers have home field advantage. It is Tom Brady. But I think that the Cowboys are going to quote unquote upset the Buccaneers. I don't really think it's an upset. I think Dak's going to play well. I think the Cowboys are going to be clicking on all cylinders, as I said, for the previous teams. And I think they're going to just do what they want. I think that it's just going to be a great game. Uh, Tony Pollard, I expect him to have a big game. I think, he, yes, he splits the workload with Zeke, but it's been more of a Pollard show as of late. And I think it's going to be another Pollard show on Saturday. So I, I picked the Cowboys to win. I think they're going to win by a touchdown. I think this is the end for Tom Brady. I think this is the final year where he says, I'm finally hanging them up. I'm the greatest quarterback of all time. One of the greatest athletes of all time. It is time. And I think that uh, this is going to be it for Tom Brady. Cowboys move on. Moving on to the AFC, it's going to be Dolphins-Bills in the first round. I think this is going to be the a Bills just absolute slugfest. Tua Tungvaluwa is on track to not even play this week, which means you're either going to throw out Teddy Bridgewater, who's basically injured, or Skyler Thompson, the rookie, who's not ready for this moment. The Bills, so much to prove with the DeMar Hamlin incident. And not only that, they're a great football team who's a championship contender. I think the Bills at home are just going to wax the Dolphins by 17. I think it's going to be a blowout. Um, one of the worst games of the weekend. I think it's going to be all Bills. Um, so that's what I have for there. Uh, moving on, ravens Bengals. I think this is going to be a lot closer than people think. I think it's a big moment. Division rivals, all that goes into it. Ravens defense is going to come out and they're going to play really well. I think it's going to be a low-scoring affair, but I got the Bengals pulling down on top because Joe Burrow right now is a top-five quarterback in the league. So much swag, so clutch, and he went to the Super Bowl last year. Lot to prove. I was one of those guys going into the year that wasn't so high on the Bengals. I'm going to be honest. It just it didn't feel right. It felt like a fluke last season, but you bring in Lyle Collins. You bring in Kappa, and the O-line starts gelling, and they play every single game together, and you have Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, phenomenal receiving core. Joe Mixon, the emergence of Samaje Pirine. I mean, so many weapons offensively. Then you look at the defense and you got Hendrickson and all that. This is a great team. 
they're poised to make a run once again, and I think they beat the Ravens in more of a low-scoring type affair. Uh, Chargers, Jags, a lot of people picking the Jags. I am a big Chargers guy, though, and I think they're going to go in to Jacksonville and beat the Jacksonville Jaguars. I just realized I'm having both five seeds upset in both divisions. I think that the Chargers are going to win this football game. I think they're going to move on and beat the Jags. Justin Herbert, one of my favorite young quarterbacks in the league. I think he's going to shine. And Trevor Lawrence, also so, so talented. But I think the Chargers, they're just now getting healthy. That turn may be starting to happen. I've got the Chargers pulling the upset on the road against Jacksonville. So then we would have the Eagles and Chiefs. They would be the remaining teams uh, because they are both the one seed. So, So in the NFC, we would have the Niners playing the Minnesota Vikings. And once again, I think the Niners, they're in Santa Clara. I think they would dominate this football game. They, they beat the Vikings before. They know Kirk Cousins. I feel like a really good defense of the 49ers is, is exactly what the Vikings fear. It is exactly what they fear. Kirk Cousins and pressure moments and having to come through. It's really not what he's about. I think the Niners w- will dominate the Vikings. I think the defense will shine. Another good day for Brock Purdy. Eliminate, uh, eliminating his mistakes. And I think they end up winning this game and going to the NFC Championship for the second year in a row. And then in the other matchup, Cowboys-Eagles. Now, I would have maybe said the Eagles earlier, earlier in the year, right? I may have said that, but there's been this turn. And I've been a big Cowboys guy all year, and I'm not going to stop now. I've also been a big, I've also pushed the narrative of the Eagles being frauds a lot this year. And I'm not going to back off it now. I think the Cowboys go to Philadelphia in the second round of the playoffs, and they upset the Eagles, their division rivals. They were on top all year. The Cowboys hit this late turn in the playoffs. They go to Philly, and they upset the Philadelphia Eagles. Dak Prescott, phenomenal game. The defense shines. You got CeeDee Lamb. Micah Parsons is everywhere. Cowboys beat the Eagles on the road and eliminate the one seed from the playoffs, leaving a Cowboys-Niners NFC Championship. Now, on the AFC side, I think that the Chiefs would play the Chargers, and I'm the Chiefs this year are just ridiculous. You thought they lost so much with losing Tyreek Hill last year, but it's Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is one of the best quarterbacks of our generation. You look at skill, you look at intangibles, all the above. He f- checks every box, essentially. Patrick Mahomes is going to shine in this game against the Chargers. I think you're in Arrowhead. I mean, come on. It's so hard to win there. James Droze is even going to be there. Quick shout out to my boy. I mean, <laughs> it's going to be fun, but... I think the Chiefs dominate this game. I have a feeling Marquez Valdez-Scanlon is going to have a big playoff. I don't know what it is. I think he's bound to break out. A lot of talent from him as a receiver, really overshadowed. He's bound to go off, and I think he will in this game especially. Chiefs go to the AFC Championship. And on the other side, we would have the rematch of the tragic DeMar Hamlin incident. Bills, Bengals, in Buffalo. A lot on the line. I know there would be this uh, interesting tiebreaker thing where it's a coin flip i'm not sure if that would affect this matchup but bills Bengals. this is a toss-up both teams really good both teams have a lot to prove but i would pick the cincinnati Bengals to move on and beat the buffalo bills and the only reason i say that is because of momentum i think the Bengals have so much momentum going in and i think joe burrow is built for this moment and a ton to prove and so much swag i think they would go into buffalo or wherever it may be even if it's at home and beat the buffalo bills and move on to the AFC Championship for a rematch between the Chiefs and Bengals, just as we saw last year. So that's what I have at the AFC Championship. Now on the NFC side, we'd have a Niners-Cowboys 
NFC chip. I think the Niners would win this one in a really close game. It would be in Santa Clara once again, NFC Championship. So many Niner fans, so many Cowboy fans because they travel well. Niners win by three points. I think it's super tight. Uh, Brock Purdy continues to play just well enough. Not anything insane, but just well enough. Niners squeak out the win against the Cowboys and go to the Super Bowl. That's my prediction there. And then for the AFC, I think the Chiefs beat the Bengals. I think just think Patrick Mahomes is on a different world right now. He's on a different planet, as I should say. I think the Chiefs dominate the Bengals, move on to the Super Bowl. And then we'd have, as I predicted a while ago, Niners-Chiefs 2019 Super Bowl rematch. And I think the Niners get the best of them. And I think Christian McCaffrey is your Super Bowl MVP. The San Francisco 49ers 2023 Super Bowl champions that is the prediction that is the official bracket i'll post it on my on my story all that we're following that exact pattern that is exactly what i believe thank you guys um but yeah i think the niners they get there this year they win it for santa clara san francisco i don't even know why it's in santa clara they win it yeah niners super bowl champs moving on uh i think i'm gonna go to the nba right now just really briefly not much more to talk about NBA, though, is ramping up. It is starting to get great. Uh, Kevin Durant, he's going to be sidelined for about a month with the MCL sprain. Crazy what he's done off the torn Achilles. You look at guys pushing mid-30s, coming off the torn Achilles. This is this is otherworldly. This isn't normal to be averaging 28-7-6, efficiently the best shooting career, uh, season of his career. So efficient. Kevin Durant is a direct product of why the Brooklyn Nets are top three in the East right now. You get the new coach and and you get Kyrie Irving playing on a different level and Ben Simmons is defending and all this great stuff. The Nets are a threat. Now, I don't think they're going to win an NFC championship. I mean, NFC championship. I'm still in football. I don't think they're going to win an NBA championship. But I do think that Kevin Durant will lead this team deep into the playoffs. And it sucks that it'll be sidelined for a month. Hopefully, it doesn't affect their record too much. But, uh, man, he's been on a different level. Sucks to say that uh, he got hurt. Steph Curry ramping up again. He's coming back. Um, Warriors, they've kind of been, they've been sputtering a little bit. They're not great. They're not bad. They're in the middle ground. They're in the play end if the season ended today. I'm not confident to say they're going to make a finals run. Absolutely not. A um, lot of holes there as far as just health is concerned and and depth. Um, I, I just can't come out there and say they're going to win back-to-back championships, especially knowing how hard it is. But I do think they'll make the playoffs and and maybe go on a run. But right now, I wouldn't be comfortable saying that because of how strong the Western Conference is. Um, And the Lakers as well. Anthony Davis, he had the sprained ankle. He's looking to come back soon. Uh, The Lakers need him. I mean, LeBron James, he's 38 years old and he's still putting up 38. The numbers are crazy. Slowly getting into that GOAT combo where I'm starting to say LeBron James is the greatest player of all time. I'm not there yet. I need just a little more. I need one more championship or something something needs to change my mind but it's getting close and it's closer every day but LeBron man on a different level once again um Kawhi Leonard clips are on a skid of they've lost six in a row um they're starting to come back they've had tests everywhere in the Western Conference as I said but I love this Clippers team when they're healthy I really do uh it's just the health concerns Paul George has heard a lot Kawhi Leonard's heard a lot John Wall sometimes on the shelf you got good role players in Luke Kennard and Avita Zubats is phenomenal great rebounding big and and it just reminds me how much talent the Lakers got rid of in the Anthony Davis deal and all these deals and how great they would be right now Uh, but yeah the Clippers are in a good spot if they just stay healthy but are they going to is the real question Sacramento Kings 
absolutely scorching hot. I love this Kings team. So fun to watch. The whole light the beam era is just amazing. Kevin Herter, what a pickup that's been for Sacramento. I emphasize this every day. Kevin Herter is exactly what this team needed. Yes, they drafted Keegan Murray, which was a great, great draft pick. 6'10", can do a lot of different things. Great defender, can shoot the three. He's just your modern, he's your modern forward who can do everything. Um, and then you look at Kevin Herter. Like I said, you bring him and he's a great shooter, spaces the floor. De'Aaron Fox is obviously a star in his own regard. Uh, but just a lot of different other guys, Davion Mitchell, you know, and DeMontis Sabonis, I mean, one of the league's leading rebounders, and everyone was clowning on the Kings for that trade for Sabonis uh, when they traded away Tyrese Halliburton, who's an emerging young star, but it's worked out great for both teams, and honestly, the Pacers are in a good spot to build their young core for the future, and the Kings are in a good spot to contend now, so I really do like how that um, affected both teams um, for a positive way. Love what the Denver Nuggets are doing right now. Great team. Jamal Murray, Jokic, Michael Porter Jr., Aaron Gordon. So many weapons. And then you got Bruce Brown off the bench. I love Bones Highland. I love Christian Braun. So many players. This is a great team. Can't wait to see what they do in the future. Bucks, they've been skidding. Uh, they got a win tonight against the New York Knicks. Big win. Giannis, best player in the world. We've emphasized that. But with no Chris Middleton, is this team going to be be a championship contender they need Chris in my eyes as that second scoring option who can shoot the three shoot the mid-range and really just balance out their team in general I think they need him in order to win a championship I love the Bucks in the Eastern Conference if Chris Middleton is healthy I think they're the best team in the East yes we have the Celtics I'm going to get to them right now but the Bucks when they're healthy with Drew Chris Giannis Brooke Lopez who's so good at his job this is the best team in the East when everyone is healthy that's always the question those are the question marks look at another team in the east the boston celtics as i said jason tatum on a different planet oh my goodness is he so good scores on all three levels defends i mean he is slowly slowly creeping into the top five players in the nba really really slowly i think he's out around seven or eight right now but he does so many different things and he is just a joy to watch every single night same thing can be said for the maps with luca a joy to watch every single night and Luca's putting the team on his back. These are both two young players that are leading their team to the playoffs and in the MVP race. And it's just the the future of the league is so bright. You you look at Steph Curry retiring, Kevin Durant retiring, LeBron James retiring, and you say, man, our the league might not be in great shoes. But that would be completely wrong because this league is in the best shoes it's been in since the league started, honestly. And I cannot wait to see what happens. So... Looking at the playoffs, I mean, the Pels, they're really up there. I love the Pelicans when they go to the playoffs. But if I were to give you, you know, a prediction for the playoffs, it's really hard right now. But I'm loving the way the Pels are playing. I like the Bucks turning it around a little bit. But the NBA favorite right now would be the Boston Celtics because of Jason Tatum, because of Jalen Brown, and all the role players. You brought in Malcolm Brogdon in the offseason. Super, super great addition. Just does all the little things that a six-man would do. Marcus Smart's obviously great. Robert Williams, the Time Lord, what a defender. Then you got Grant Williams, who's a great shooter. Peyton Pritchard, when he gets the minutes. Derek White, so many options. Um, and yeah, the Boston Celtics would be my NBA champion if the season ended today. But guess what? It doesn't. There's so much, so much room to go. Uh, moving on to college basketball, just want to talk about it a little bit. This year, I'm just going to put this out there. This year, college basketball has been different than any year prior. It has been ridiculous, the ups and downs and the, the uh, shifts in rankings and 
obviously we used to see Gonzaga at the top or Kentucky at the top or Duke at the top or Kansas and they're all at the top the whole entire season this year it's switching every single week we saw Purdue with the Dominic Zach Eadie who's 7-4 and and such a good rim protector we saw Houston so many dominant defenders and you have Sasser and you have great scores great three-point shooting you've seen Tennessee up there Uh, Gonzaga has been competing Duke's gotten better and I don't know who's going to win March Madness. Like, I couldn't sit here and give you a prediction of who's going to win right now. I love Kansas. Kansas is one of my favorite teams. I think Grady Dick, he's come in this year as a freshman. I followed him all throughout high school, and he shot the lights out exactly what Kansas needed. I would predict Kansas to go and win the national championship this year. That's what I would predict. But there's so many teams. I mean, we saw Washington State upset last night or two nights ago. I mean, we saw... So many upsets so far this season. Texas, they're having all their their coaching issues. They've had some big wins. I just, so many storylines this season. So much stuff to write about. I can't even recap it on just a podcast. But this is one of the most insane college basketball seasons I've seen in my life because of all the sleepers. There's not one great team. So many different options. It's going to be amazing come March. March this year is going to be historic. It's going to be just phenomenal, and I can't wait. So a lot there uh, as far as college basketball is concerned, but I, I'm not comfortable to bring about a winner or talk about a certain matchup because of how young the season is and how many question marks there are with each team. Um, that's all I got. So moving on to the NHL, just real briefly to end the podcast. We've seen some domination from teams that we've expected to dominate. The Kings, they've looked super good. LA Kings, they crushed the Oilers tonight. It's only the second period when I'm coming to you. 4-1, to one, probably on their way to victory. They've been pretty solid at home, but even better on the road. Um, just really good from the Kings. The Kraken, that expansion team in Seattle, they've looked good. They're winning a lot of games. Sabres, they've been kind of skidding lately. Lost to the Flyers tonight, 4-0. Not what you want to see. Keeper for the Flyers was just ridiculous. Uh, phenomenal uh, goalie I should say um, and then you look at you know the Predators right a lot of expectations with Nashville but they're on the up and up we'll see what happens there and then you have the Staples the Boston Bruins the Pittsburgh Penguins the Maple Leafs all the best teams um, you know the Penguins they lose a lot of close games which is a concern you know Crosby towards the end of his career but the Penguins could still get on the uptick if they just start getting some big wins the caps are up there in the metropolitan division but i i look at i look at the atlantic and i i see the bruins and i see the maple leaves and the lightning and the sabers and there's so many teams i don't know what's going to happen in the eastern conference it's just ridiculous um and then you look at out west i mean dallas stars and like i said the golden knights and kings and kraken um so many question marks and i think we we sit here and we see all these question marks in various leagues because of just how balanced everything is becoming. I mean, despite college football, as we saw tonight. But I can't wait to watch more hockey. I'm obviously not that experienced in talking about it, but I wanted to highlight it tonight because it is a really balanced league. You could go into any team's rink any night and beat them. Um, and we've been seeing that all season long. So that's all I got for the NHL. That's all I got for the podcast in general. 27 minutes in total. Thank you guys so much for joining. I really appreciate it. Obviously, you know, this is my passion. I love coming on here and talking to you all. But thank you so much for joining the podcast once again. Appreciate you all. Hope you all have a great rest of your night. Stay safe. It is rainy out there. But have a great rest of your night. Love you all. Peace.